Support for the Creative City Podcast comes from the third annual Artworks Big Pitch presented by U.S. Bank. Find more information at artworkscincinnati.org. Welcome to Creative City, the podcast that lets you listen in on my conversations with some of Cincinnati's most innovative and creative minds. For more information and to listen to previous episodes, please visit www.creativecitypodcast.com. Sign up for the newsletter for the latest updates and be sure to listen, rate and review on iTunes. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Creative City Podcast. I'm Tamia Stinson, your host, hostess, I guess, like the cupcakes, of thestylesample.com. And I am here today with photographer Josh Anderson. How you doing, Josh? Good. How are you? I'm great, actually. Good. Thanks for having me over. We're here in Josh's studio. Uh, we might be sweating a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to power through. It's a little bit warm. It's a little bit warm. A little bit warm. <laughs> Uh, so, Josh, you're a photographer. Um, we've worked together before, but I know you at one point, or probably still are, back and forth between Cincinnati and New York. So, tell me a little bit about like what you do and how you got to be doing all that. Sure. Uh, so, I went to school for photography in Chicago. Uh, so Is that where you're from? Are you from Chicago? I'm from Cincinnati originally. Ah. Yeah, I went to SCPA. Hello. Grew up in Hyde Park. <laughs> I hung out in Clifton skateboarding. Nice. Like youth. Yeah. I can picture you on a skateboard. Did you have long hair? I did. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. I knew it. I was yeah, <laughs> totally one of those. Um, yeah. So um, grew up here, and then when I was 18, like wanted to move to the big city. Moved to Chicago. Went to school. Um, studied photography, specifically photojournalism. And uh, the goal for a long time was to like work for newspapers. Um, and this was like right newspapers. Yeah, what's yeah. that? Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> well, so that was the thing. Like right as I was getting into photojournalism, a lot of the teachers and the people that would come and lecture were like, "Newspapers are going to die. You should probably get a different job." Oh man. Yeah, and so you're like, "Oh, well, you know, whatever." That's not discouraging at no, all. No, not discouraging <laughs> at all. Um, but yeah, so just kind of chased that for a while. Um, and they did end up working for newspapers for a bit. Were you in, still in Chicago at the time? Uh, I was in Chicago, and then I moved to Tennessee for a while. And when I was in Tennessee, that's really where I started doing a lot of freelance work down there. Okay. Um, worked for the New York Times. They were one of my first clients. Now, how the heck do you get a client like the New York Times? I'm curious. You know, it's funny. Like, the first time that they contacted me, I literally... So they contacted you? Yeah, yeah. I just had a website. And I um, listed my website on a couple... Uh, like photography listings kind of websites. Uh-huh. Uh, it was actually PDN's PhotoServe. Oh, okay. Which is a little maybe less effective nowadays, but back then I guess it was a bit you know better to find people on. Now you have Instagram, Tumblr. Right, you know. right. Um, but yeah, I just listed my website on there and I got a call one day uh, and it was a, the guy left a message, it was a New York number, and I was like, I don't know who this is, I let him <laughs> leave a message, and I was like, surely this is somebody pranking me. Um, but called him back, sure enough, it was an assignment. I was photographing a writer and just kind of did a good job with it. And it just kind of, you know, grew from there. It was always one of those things where it was I was just a person in that area. And so they knew they had oh, a person okay. like in this particular area that could do work for them. Okay. Okay, um, that makes sense. I was wondering. So it would have been a Tennessee... Yeah, it was regional. Okay. It was mostly Tennessee would, you know, later on it would... Um, 
moved down into like Alabama and Mississippi and places like that. Um, a lot of cover in the South and the Southeast. So. so you're a famous photojournalist at this point. <laughs> <laughs> not quite? No, I'm not. I wouldn't say famous. I was uh, fortunate. Okay. I was just very fortunate, yeah. So, yeah, like just worked for newspapers and that was the goal for a long time. And, and it's fun. Like it's such interesting work. You get to meet so many oh. different people. Uh, yeah, that would be fun. Oh my God. You get to do so many things you would have never imagined. You do you have to. a favorite uh, shoot that you did from that time? You know, I think whenever anyone asks me, the two things I always say are, one was getting to go inside of a pipe organ. Inside so, of a pipe yeah, organ? Yeah, so this church, or uh, sorry, not a church, it was a um, symphony hall in Nashville was being built, and they were building this gigantic pipe organ. It was like one of the biggest pipe organs in the United States. And I went to go photograph it, and as this always kind of seems to happen when you're on these assignments, the guy who was showing me around was like, you want to go inside of it? <laughs> and and like, of course you say yes. Yeah, of course. You're like, absolutely. I would love to. So I got to go inside of a pipe organ and photograph the inside of the pipes. Nice. And all that was really cool. Um, but that, and then also getting to cover Obama's first inauguration. Oh, okay. Were you in D.C. then? Uh-huh. I was at uh, the Capitol for that. Yeah, that was the coldest I have ever yes. been in my entire life. I couldn't feel my toes. Yes. It was and so cold. And were you out there the whole time? For the most part, because our hotel was far enough away that it didn't make sense to try to go back and forth. Okay. And it was not good for me. Yeah. I'm a cold person anyway, so yes. this was just like torture for me. And you had to get there so early. Uh, because to be let onto the lawn, uh, you had to get there at, it was like five in the morning, four in the morning. Oh, no, I definitely didn't get there that early. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. Maybe it was press or something. But Must I, have been. I just remember having to like basically stay up all night. I think I went to sleep at 11, I woke up at like two, and then a friend of mine and I walked down to the National Mall, and we we're waiting in line in the security, and it's like still dark out, and... And then you're outside in the cold. Right. The whole the day. The whole time. Yeah. I forgot how cold that was. Yeah, it was freezing. I didn't forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was very, very cold. But it was amazing. Yeah, it was, it was great. amazing. It was, I'm that. really glad I couldn't say that I was there. Yeah, absolutely. It was a piece of history. Um, yeah, I got to do a lot of politics. Um, I got to be on uh, in Newt Gingrich's press pool for a while. Hmm. So we traveled on the bus and like... Is that how that works? Yeah. I've yeah. always wondered about that. Yeah. So, yeah, you're part of the traveling press. Um, it's like a long field trip basically. for a bunch of people? Yeah. Okay. It's crazy. So, the campaign stuff is really interesting. Um, there's a lot of people that will just sort of put everything in their life aside, and they'll just go to Iowa at the very beginning of everything. And then they will shoot for a client, maybe the New York Times or the Associated Press or Reuters or something. They might have some sort of, like in with some sort of publication and then as the campaign starts to move around and go to different places you just sort of try to work your way into the traveling press Hmm. if you do a good enough job in Iowa then the editors might say well you're doing a really good job like why don't you go to Massachusetts now or um, New Hampshire you know whatever I'm imagining a camp bus full of photographers yeah and and all the press okay all right it's 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 really funny um but it's a lot of fun. You, it's just kind of this thing where you just have to put your whole life aside and then just kind of go with it for as long as you can. Mm-hmm. And some people like are able to stick it out all the way through to the end. Um, it's really impressive. That is impressive because I'm ready to tap out like a smooth four months ago. I was done. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can only take so much. I know, I know. I know. Seriously. It just gets to be nauseating after a while. 
So how'd you get from um, newspapers mm-hmm. to other stuff? Uh, I guess my uh, sort of creative mind works in a way that like I really want to push whatever I'm doing as far as I can see it mm-hmm. go. So doing newspapers was really fun and really exciting, but then creatively, as far as the images go, I'd start making sort of weirder and weirder images. <laughs> um, and not necessarily weird, but just ones that were less literal. Yeah, I got it. So yeah. newspapers require very literal, very straightforward. Ethically, you're not allowed to make any sort of like exactly. commentary. It's all very like informational. Um, you're the lucky person who gets to be there to show the rest of the world what's happening. But I really wanted to do these things that were much less literal, a little more implied, a little more open-ended. Um, a lot of the editors would kind of be like, you know, you're doing a good job with these other ones, like maybe not so much. <laughs> like these are kind of, what, what are these? Uh-huh. But I really enjoyed making those the most. So I kind of decided after a while that I was just going to focus on making that stuff. Then after that, it's sort of trying to figure out, okay, well, if I'm going to make work like this, like where does where is this going to go right. so that I can make a living? Um, and that's kind of pushed me into a fine art world, um, okay. but also a fashion world. Yeah. Yeah. Editorial type stuff. Editorial. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, I, you can see there's like fashion magazines all over the place. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, My type of place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just, I love fashion work. I think there's a lot of room for creativity, a lot of room for, um, less literal, more imaginative. Oh, for sure. Fashion is all about, at least the the fun parts, are all about how how imaginative you can be, how far you can push everything. Mm. Um, Sometimes if you let your... (laughs) I've been trying to experiment with letting my mind just do what it wants to do. Mm -hmm. Some weird stuff comes out of there, man. (laughs) I know. Like, oh, I wish I could take a picture of this. You know, trying to scroll down notes about what I'm... What my mind is just sort of creating yeah. without me having any sort of control over it. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And that, I think that's that's honesty. I think that's a lot of like honest creativity. A lot of honest images come out of that kind of thing. And it's really, it's a good exercise too to just kind of let your mind go mm-hmm. like that. Maybe write down whatever you came up with. Like five of the ideas are maybe not so good, but right. two of them are pretty good. Right. Or and you can at least kind of mold it into something yeah. that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. You start to figure out maybe a direction and then you just sort of grow that and push it and see where it goes. And I think that's just how my, my mind kind of works. So is that how you got hooked up? Because looking at your, at your list of uh, clients, you know, it's Cosmo, it's Nylon, it's other sort of publications that for me, mm-hmm. When I think about those things, I think fashion. Mm-hmm. But is that how you got in with those types of publications? Yeah. Um, it's usually not so much the publication as it is, like, the particular editor. Mm. So it's usually one particular editor that's on at, um, like Christian, for instance, who hired oh, us right. to shoot uh, royalty. Right. Um, you know, Sweet is a Hearst publication. Uh-huh. Hearst is a major publication. They encompass a lot of things. Um, but Christian in particular uh, really likes my work. I really like his work. We've followed each other on Instagram for a long time. I was going to say, how do you, do you guys actually know each other? We've never met. A, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it was funny because when he emailed me, I was like, hey, like, I'm so happy to get to work with you. Uh-huh. Like, I've really admired your work. He was a photo editor at Vice uh, uh, before okay. he was at Sweet. And then even prior to that, uh, he worked a lot with Ryan McGinley. 
the photographer. That sounds really familiar. He's uh, he does a lot of fashion work. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's usually that that one particular person will maybe have a particular type of shoot. They mm -hmm. want something maybe a little bit different, uh, and then that person happens to be in Cincinnati or nearby Cincinnati. And it all kind of lines up and they yeah. are like, this actually would be perfect for you. So, And then, you know, so that is basically just this stroke of luck sort of opportunity, but it's an opportunity. It's definitely an opportunity. Do a good job. Yeah. And hopefully they can uh, think of you for things outside of just where you're at. Exactly. You know, exactly. geographically. So. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I hadn't, I didn't really know what to expect. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> me neither. Yeah. But I really like the way that you were able to, and I think this probably comes from your photojournalism background. I like the way that you were able to kind of spot opportunities to do different things as they came. Hmm. Like I come from a, a magazine background, which is very much controlled because sure. you're thinking about how much space you have on a page. It's mm -hmm. very limited. You can do this type of thing. Mm -hmm. This is the style of the actual publication. You know, it's pretty rigid and yeah. it can be difficult to achieve what you need without, I mean, being real strict about mm -hmm. how things should look and how things should be positioned. And this is the type of shadows we want and yep. this type of, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But I liked how good you were on the fly. Mm -hmm. Do you think nice. that comes from a photojournalism background? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's naturally, that's how I was taught to shoot, mm -hmm. you know, to be a fly on the wall and to be sort of aware of what's happening and be ready to capture something before it kind of happens. Um, uh -huh. What's the trick to that? Uh, is it just have your camera ready at all times? Like, what's the... That's a big part of it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what, what's the saying? It's 99% uh, preparation, 1% luck or whatever. It's when preparation meets opportunity mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. You do kind of learn how to just sort of pay attention. Um, like with royalty, like, she was, uh, she was really sweet... And she had this, like, real... I don't know if it was her acting coming out of her, but she had this real strength to her, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, like, it was all very subtle. It was very... Yes. It would come out in these really subtle ways. Uh-huh. And I think a lot of people just generally, if you kind of just let them alone, they'll start to just do their natural thing. Oh, yeah. So... You always get the best shoots when the model is not paying attention yeah. to what's happening. Like yeah. when everybody's looking at the screen to see whether or not the shot yeah. looks good. Yeah. That's when the model does the best poses. You're like, wait, stay like that. Hold that. Right yeah. there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So if you're just ready and you're already thinking like that, when that model does that pose, you can grab it. Mm -hmm. And then it's just something special. You know, I do think, like you said, like with magazines and fashion, um, because there is maybe a really high budget, there's a lot of people involved at times of the essence, like you do need to have a plan and you do need to have a lot of preparation. But I think leaving a bit of room so that you can sort of, for lack of a better you know, word, like let that sort of magic kind of happen um, and then capture it, that's the kind of thing that makes like a really lasting image. Because that's honesty coming out of the model. Mm -hmm. That's a real moment that's, from that person. That's, yeah, exactly. That's you know? the real part. Yeah. So like, for instance, there was a photo um, that I made of her that where she was on the corner of a step and she was just kind of like, uh -huh. Pushing her toes off the edge. Like yeah. it just seemed like a you know, like a innocent kind of thing to it's do. It's just a thing you do. Yeah, it's just Without like a thing you do. About yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I really like that image from from that shoot. It just seemed like her just being her. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, those are always the best. Yeah. 
And the styling on that, especially that image. I love that dress yeah, that, that you picked cool her. That was really great. And the blockiness of that dress mixed with the brick of that wall, I felt like looked really, really good. Yeah. Were you thinking about that when you were yeah. setting up the frame? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I that's s- the kind of, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that wall. Um, Adele and I had walked around and scouted some spots. And, uh, you know, a brick wall can be a little bit cliche, but right. that one in particular was a little bit cleaner. And then when I saw that dress and the sort of blockiness, I was like, oh, that's perfect. Like, we'll just put her in front of that and just let her hang out for a minute and kind of just see what she does. So Yeah, that wound up being a really cool shot. Yeah. So you've been in the business for about, about how long? Well, the first shoot I did... You know, actually, it's funny. The first client that I ever, ever had was uh, Interview Magazine. How? Yeah, I know. What exactly. the heck? Yeah, it was to photograph um, Mindy Smith, who's a country singer. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, that was the very first client. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> really? Okay. No idea. <laughs> no clue. I was like, oh, I'm going to find this rural spot. I'm going to take her out. And we get there, and, you know, the stylist and the makeup are there, and they're like, where are we changing? And I was like... Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know. There's a bone in my blanket. There. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We held up a blanket. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was so unprepared. I just did not know what I was doing. But um, after that uh, was the Wall Street Journal, which I was a bit more prepared for that, and that was in 2005. Okay. So for almost a little over 10 years now. Okay. So. And where do you see yourself going? Because you're here. Mm-hmm. Are you here in Cincinnati permanently? Yeah. And you just try, this is your home base and you just yep. travel as needed? Yeah, yeah. So I bought a house here. My girlfriend and I have a house in Hyde Park. It's like right near my mom's house. Okay. And so mm-hmm. yeah, we're here. We're good. Um, and yeah, so like I'll go to New York to take meetings and just kind of catch up and, you know, you just want to keep in the mix of everything. Oh, for sure. There. Yeah. Um, so since you're here now, where do you see your career going next? Is there anything in particular you've been wanting to do? Yeah, I, I would really like to do more fashion work. Okay. That's, I mean, I think that's the main focus right now. Um, I've got some editorial clients and some newspaper clients that I love working for and um, sort of keep the bills paid with that sort of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but creatively and sort of for myself, like I really want to start doing more fashion work. Um, there's what, some. I was going to say, what about brands and such? Are there any brands in particular you're looking to work with? Uh, Might as well put it out there. Yeah, no. (laughs) Well, you know, I just did sort of a spec piece. um, It was a Reebok spec piece. Um, I'm really kind of into like the 90s like athletic look Mm -hmm. Fila I wish I still had my dress with the Adidas stripes down the side that I used to wear oh and I thought I was hot stuff too (laughs) and it would be 100% in style yeah yeah all that stuff is is totally back Mm -hmm. Um, and it's great like I think it it has a an interesting lasting quality where it's um, it's retro future sort of right because it was like futuristic but minimalist yes so exactly yeah it can fit in in a number of different ways depending on how you accessorize it or how it's styled or what environment you're in Mm -hmm. yeah and I think you know yeah everything is very minimal now like we're very into distilling things and having things be sort of simple and there are certain pieces from that era that totally fit right into that Mm -hmm. Um, but do it in a really unique way that you can't really replicate now, you know? Um, but yeah, I think I'd like to do stuff with sports where there's a, a well, you're in luck. Cause athleisure is where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to work for Nike. Yeah. Um, you know, things like that. Um, really it's just any, 
anybody who's willing to sort of try some different stuff, you know, um, I think that's sort of the ultimate goal is to do what you would normally do if you just were making something on your own on a weekend and to get to get paid for it. <laughs> yes, pretties, that is the trick, is to is, figure out. <laughs> Support for the Creative City Podcast comes from the third annual Artworks Big Pitch presented by U.S. Bank. One chance, eight finalists, $20,000. Which local creative entrepreneur will take home the prize? Your vote decides. Be there on October 6th at Rheingeist Brewery to watch as eight local designers, artisans, and creative entrepreneurs give their five-minute business pitch to a live audience. Meet the finalists and get ticket information at artworkscincinnati.org. Since you're a professional, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times I'll get questions from other stylists or every now and then, like a young photographer mm-hmm. who's interested in, you know, sort of spreading their wings. What advice would you give to somebody who's just getting started? Uh, well, I think, you know, being willing to sort of take anything that comes your way hmm. I think is a real important one should you have a year of yes like Shonda Rhimes advocates kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah I think so I mean I think um, when you're just starting out it's good to have an idea what you want to do and to have a direction um, but I think that because you're you're still growing and you're still learning you need to sort of stay humble and realize that that idea you have may not be the same idea mm-hmm. you're going to have in 10 years um, and that's okay. Like yeah. some people feel like they need to have it all figured out, and I always tell people, nope, nobody oh, knows what they're doing. It's absolutely. fine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it always evolves. Yeah, you know, it mm-hmm. always changes, and I think you know, a big part is sort of being willing to let yourself grow. You know, um, but yeah, I think just trying everything, assist as many people as you can, okay. like um, reach out to as many people as you can on social media, and say what? Just say like, hi, like I really like your work. Um, if it's somebody that you want to work with and they're local, um, you know, if you ever have a shoot, I would love to come and assist on it or just sit in on it. Um, you know, here's my work. Take a look at it. If you have a minute, uh, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, I did that when I was first starting out and it helped a lot. Really? Yeah. 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 I always tried to reach out to sort of my heroes at the time. Yeah. It also just feels really good when they actually write you back. That does feel really good. You know? Like, Hey, they acknowledged me. Yeah. I'm doing something right. Yeah. It feels validating. It kind of gives you a little bit of power. To, it does give you a little bit of power. Like, hey, I made the move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can do this. Yeah. Like, I can do this again. I remember the first <clears throat> editorial meetings that I had where I showed a portfolio uh, were so frightening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things. You just got to reach out, give it a go. Don't be discouraged if it doesn't go well. Um, I was talking to somebody recently that I think the business that we're in is more of a business of failure than it is of success. Yeah. You, you kind of become a professional at failing. <laughs> you know? Which is kind of what people say nowadays. You know, they say fail fast. Yeah. Yeah. As many times as possible. Because sure. that's how you learn. Absolutely. And the quicker that you do that and you get into the habit of doing that, the more you're able to just brush it off and move forward and then hopefully grow and go somewhere from there. Uh, but yeah, I think just like reaching out to as many people as you can and just be nice, you know, and do it. 
Which is like something I think that a lot of people overlook. It's really not that hard. Yeah, just be respectful, uh-huh. be cool, like, you know, just say what you gotta say, say thank you, and move on, you know? I think that's a, a big part of it. I get a lot of emails from people asking, like, how do you do this, or how do you get this client, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I always write back to everybody, and I always take the time to write back to them. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important, because people did that for me, Yeah. so it's now my turn to do it for other people. Um, and that's not to say that there aren't a bunch of people I would love to reach out to still. So Yeah, me too. But, yeah. What are you telling these people who, who email you about how to get clients and things? Well, I think a big part of, like, going after <clears throat> going after clients, excuse me, is r- really figuring out where your work's going to fit. So figuring out, like, what it is that you do, and then look for people that are doing that. Hmm. Um, because, so my work has sort of a particular tone to it. I wouldn't necessarily send my work... Um, to a publication that's about, I don't know, uh, dog sitting or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, I, I say that, and I, actually, it might be kind of cool if I have a bunch of dogs. <laughs> but I think like what, what you want to do initially is, is find people that are doing what you are doing and try to get in with that, um, because it'll make sense that you're reaching out to them. Uh, that's a big part of it, and also keeping it short and sweet when you do reach out yeah people are busy people are busy you know it's not like people get emails like that all the time especially in New York and editors and you know all day long they're getting emails from people wanting to work for them so just figure out a good short respectful email put a link to your website make sure your website's like up to date make sure you have a website or some way to show off your work oh my gosh yeah (laughs) yeah I mean having a website I think is like number one I think so too yeah. yeah and have that website be up to date and you know, so that they can get a sense of like, if they do hire you, what they're going to get. But yeah, I think that's usually the best place to start. I agree. I think that's good advice. I mean, did you do that? Like, did you reach out to a lot of people? Have you in the past? Like, I didn't really know, uh, of anyone. So I'm old enough that there weren't a lot of resources. Yeah. Um, to look things up. I mean, we had the phone book, and then we had dial-up. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it's like AOL. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what's your instant messenger handle? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I pretty much started doing... Um, I started blogging is kind of how I got into yeah. it. Because I yeah, used yeah. to spend a ton of time on the fashion spot, which is message boards for mm-hmm. people who are interested in fashion. And there were always a couple people there who had been in the game mm-hmm. and... Um, worked in New York or LA or what have you. So they would always be inundated with questions and they would kind of get back to people and you could read through everybody else's Q and A's as yeah. well, which was helpful. So that was pretty much, I didn't have a, a particular person or people that I was able to reach out mm-hmm. to, but I kind of gleaned as much as I could from, mm-hmm. uh, the 26 bits per second or whatever <laughs> I was able to stream over my phone line. Yeah. Um, and just got into it via blogging and having seen that that was a thing that, you could do because yeah. I was fairly new at the time mm-hmm. um, and kind of jumped in head first there yeah mm-hmm. it's funny the message boards was always a really oh, big oh god one. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like early like mid 2000s that was a big place to get a lot mm-hmm. of information that's where I got it but yeah it's good I mean you can just go in there and just read through everybody else's questions exactly and generally everybody's asking more or less the same the stuff same type of stuff everyone's sort of responding with more or less the same stuff mm-hmm. so you kind of get it you know like what everyone's thinking and you know what they're all sort of doing yeah you see the same answers a couple times Mm -hmm. you just kind of start to figure it out yeah 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 
But you kids nowadays have a lot more resources, so use them. Yes. And if oh, yeah. you want to find out more about Josh, Josh, where can people find out more about you and follow you on the internet? Uh, so I have uh, my website, which is josh-anderson.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a Tumblr, which is J-J-O-S-H-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N-N. Right. .tumblr.com. So Josh Anderson with an extra J and an extra N. Uh-huh. And then my Instagram, which is also J-J-O-S-H-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N-N. <laughs> I think about it for a second. I, had to, I lost it. Um, <laughs> I was like, I hope he knows what letter comes next. My, my name is so common. I know. Uh, and there's so many Josh Anderson photographers out there, too. Oh. Yeah, so, you know, I have to do something to be creative and... Yeah. Okay. Something interesting. So. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'm honored to be on the show and I appreciate you. No problem. No problem. And if you want to listen to past episodes, head to creativecitypodcast.com. Sign up for the email list to make sure you don't miss anything. And if you want to follow me online, I'm at the style sample on Twitter, Instagram, and every now and then when I feel like it's Snapchat. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.